You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ah, come on, dude. I just got to... Before we even start, get in there, bro. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's it's when a professional does it. It sounds it a little did better. It feel different, right? I was like, I've never done it that way before. Yeah. We're not musicians, no. so we don't really know. We like, right. you know. This I, is all we can play with. Is these eight, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's my day job. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that voice you're hearing is uh, a, a legend. A legend of the game. I mean, New York legend. Been on been on uh, the show in the past. Stuyvesant High School legend. Yeah. During yeah, <laughs> Queens <amazing>. legend. During <laughs> uh, during COVID, right in the lockdown, he was uh, on our show. We were talking. Uh, some footy, and at the time, music wasn't, you know, the main focus. It of was his in life. the past, exactly. You but know, now we, we're talking past tense. Everything getting redone. You know what I mean? Okay. And we had to bring back a straight <laughs> legend of, in the game because because uh, the album is dropping. So uh, yeah, y'all caught me during my flop era, but <laughs> I'm in my flow state. That now. was your hibernation, bro. Now <laughs> yeah. you're in your flow state, ladies and gentlemen. The, the voice you're hearing, the one, the only, Hamashu Suri, aka he. <laughs> Never even we didn't know we could combine them <laughs> like that. Oh, that's how it's gonna get done for no one. You didn't even know what it's it was. Like, and it was what like was it? it's slap. It's the cooligans, buddy. It's, just, yeah. it's uh, the old it's dude a Dominican from, uh, uncle. Yeah, Cuban, <laughs> yeah. Cuban. It's your uncle. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's Dan Levitard's yeah. uh, dad, but yo, <laughs> yeah. it's perfectly yes. relevant for this show. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, Heems, thank you so much for joining us. Man. Yeah, thank Welcome. you for having me. Welcome back. Yeah. Um, look, I, we can. There's a million places to begin, but I did mention uh, the last time we spoke to you. Uh, you know, obviously people are not aware of Heems's uh, career. Uh, das Racist was is how I was introduced to you the first time. I we never met in person, but the first time I saw you was at I, I think it was it might have been Littlefield. I don't remember where it was, but it, you were. Uh, opening for or closing the show for uh, Hari Kondabolu. Oh, really? Uh, Hari Kondabolu, yes. a friend People of mine. forget this. There's a combo here. Comedian there's a connection. And, and Hari's brother yeah. uh, was a part of Das Racist. Yeah. And uh, so that's what that's the first time I ever saw it. This must have been 20, 2009, maybe 2010. And uh, so I was like, oh, this is dope. This is like, uh, uh, you know, and then I started following your career and it was all incredible. And then obviously Das Racist breaks up. I'm, I'm like, and you know, we always, I've always saw you online and stuff like that. But then when we spoke Yo, to you. But I was saying like, that's racist, broke up. Jesus and Mira broke up. Please don't break up. Nah, <laughs> we here, bro. Up. No, yeah. no. We'll me, never, we'll never let you down, kids. <laughs> me, <laughs> me and Alexis's wife are the only two people that can tolerate this. <laughs> yeah, that's right? facts. So we, yeah, I take them in doses. We've gone on trips across <laughs> the pond together. Yeah, we're travel buddies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just me and Alexis's wife receiving like a Medal of Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Purple Heart. Purple Heart. <laughs> it's a scratching snip. <laughs> Just shut up, Alexis. They've been through so much. <laughs> uh, but yeah. 
the, so the music wasn't a huge part of of your life at the time when we spoke to you. You needed some time away, but, but yeah, you're back. Yeah, yeah. Now you're back. What did uh, Marshall and Lynch say to uh, protect your mentals? Yeah, uh, yeah. Protect your chicken. To protect your chicken. <laughs> yeah. Bro. So it took some time. I was still like doing work in music. I was, you know, at like DSPs like Spotify and uh, doing A and R shit and just kind of trying to give other people a platform. But yeah, I'm back. You know. I wanted to see if it's like riding a bike, if I could still do it. And uh, <laughs> it turns you, out I can. <laughs> you put you put bars together and just sort of wrapped into your phone on Instagram going back a couple months. That was like your first was that the first time you put some bars together? Do you remember this? Yeah, I never like do or did like short form. The first time was when MF Doom died. Yeah. Um I did a little freestyle, but I knew I had like material coming up and I know like now, you know, I talked about this. When I was in Das Racist, it was like blog era. Sweatshop Boys was more like playlist, and now it's a lot of short form. So I started doing like little videos around New York and Queens, uh, rapping into the camera. Um, I kind of hate that shit. I kind of hate that. Like as a musician now, you have to like make a lot more content. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to do that. I just want to chill at home. My yeah, it dog. doesn't exist anymore. When we started stand up, you got on stage and told jokes. Now they're like, "How good are you at producing about forty videos a week?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what's your crowd work like? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now like everybody talks to you during the show. I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. You can't get them to shut up <laughs> anymore. Fuck, what do you think this is? This isn't a conversation. Yeah, like, no. I don't like talk. I don't like talking to my friends. Why would I like talking to you? Yeah. Okay. I came up here to tell you what I wrote. I don't need to know what you're thinking. <laughs> We're yeah. looking at uh, you're, you're on the radar. You're on which the is radar. Huge. Uh, which, yeah. Which, which was dope and. Uh, I always, uh, uh, I, I had tweeted at you because you had, um, one of the lines was, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 I forgot, was, oh, yeah, you mentioned yeah. Yocasta, yeah. which yeah. is uh, a Dominican name, Yocasta. Yeah, and what are your top five Dominican names? <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, so. Let's go cousins only, because I'm sure you already got well, Yocasta, them. I have a Yocasta, I just give, you know, my, my cousin name or friends, I mean, uh, shout out to everyone I'm mentioning, obviously. Um, Yokasa, yeah, my, my dear cousin. No, but even Yogi. like names we you call heard, it Yogi. Even names you heard that like Yogi. aren't relatives. Y'all get, get creative with the names. Yeah, why, name, why names are also very popular in Cuba? I have a Yad Ledley. Yad Ledley. Yad Ledley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can also, if you hold this one. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's like, a, what about like Puerto Ricans with Usnavi? Usnavi, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, U.S. Navy. Yeah, yeah. And you think that's not real? <laughs> Trust me, there's a 48-year-old guy out there called Usnavi. Uh, um, there's uh, Celis. Uh, names that end in Celis are very common mm -hmm. in uh, in, in, Isn't the, that in, in Dominicans. Belcalis is, Belcalis. is uh, that's Cardi a real B. Name. Um, I have a friend uh, that I went to like grade school with Mari Celis. There's, <laughs> uh, there's, you can put any. Jonas Elis, you can put anything, and Celis is a common uh, like Dominican suffix mm. that you can use for, for a lot of names. Bro. I'm trying to think of more. I'll I don't know. If Cubans were waiting in line, right? Like, you wait in line. Why would you? It would be your last name. There's so many names with Y. I guess it just comes from the Russian influence. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, like, yeah. when you meet a, a Latino named Vladimir. Vladimir. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, got, I, have, I, have a, I have a Vlad in my, in my family as well. Multiple. But you, uh, Yocasta's brother. Twin oh, yeah. brother. Twin brother. You got a Yocasta and a Vladimir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a you and me. But this is what I love. And, you know, and, and because in here in these bars, and you are... Queens through and through. I was born. You know, so New York. I'm, I was born uh, in Elmhurst Hospital oh. and and grew up in Brooklyn. But when I hear you rap, it makes me feel like I'm getting a hug from the five boroughs. Right? There is a so nice three. <laughs> Can we be honest? Three boroughs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan. Yeah. Brooklyn City. Oh, come on. Yeah. Four boroughs. Staten Island, 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 Island. Yeah. Uh, There's all, you can add it to that. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, yo, the on the radar shit was mad funny because you know I pull up there and it's like a you know kind of like a mainstream rap thing, like right, yeah. like if a lot. If you don't of, know, it's American Fire in the Booth. Yeah, basically. If you got bars on here, your career kind of hits big. And I think it blew up when Drake and Central C did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, combination. So I should. I was gonna that. say combination oh, and do like <laughs> a little riff on Pizza Hut, but yeah. I forgot. Um, but it was really funny because I was in there and this guy was like, "So are you like a manager or a producer?" And I was like, "No, I'm, I'm the rapper. Yeah. Um, I, I do the rap." You know? <laughs> and like the comments are mad funny because they're all racist. They're like, you know, this is the guy that sells me Dutchies, or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. this is the guy that um, is like at the Seven Eleven. And then they're also like, "Yo, he's pretty good actually. Like, yeah, yeah. who's sliding?" You know. So yeah, it was cool. Think, uh, it's weird to have to sort of try to like convince younger folks that yeah you got this. Isn't that kind of weird? I don't really like care about convincing people that I could rap anymore. I really yeah. used to. I felt like you know I said this before. I felt like an outsider sometimes. Like he's too Indian. He's too indie. You know he's he's too funny. Yeah. And like now I'm just like no I can do this. You know and I don't really care what you think. That had to go away during like the Nehru jacket. No I think era, this album, you were so. I think Lafander will do it. I think yeah? the album out um, February 16th will do it. Cause it's not just me. It's Wait, also on. like, what, you, what date? February sixteenth. <laughs> okay, that'll be in the past, right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's out right now. <laughs> yeah, because I think you know what was really cool is I kind of got like I, I didn't want to ask people like, can you produce this? Can you get on this? And like during my depression phase, mm -hmm. I was just kind of hiding away. And then with this, like everyone I, I hit up was like, yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, <laughs> that that also like validation from your peers is like more important than what fans think. And so. You know, with this album, I feel like I got this out of the way. I can rap. And now with the second album in May, I'll just do whatever I want. I just Did, I find it odd. The, the, by the way, we just we just found out there's a second album coming. Okay. Pretty crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I find it odd, the, the, the criticism to tell a rapper that they're too funny. Imagine telling a comedian that. Like, it's just not really. Imagine you tell a comedian, hey, your joke rhymed. Don't ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of stu stupid because, like, rap was funny. Like, a lot of people were funny. Like, um. I'll be sure, Biz Marquee, yeah. um, even Kanye a little bit. So it's it's really like a tool in in the arsenal <laughs> of what like rappers <laughs> yeah, yeah. do. So you know whatever. Yeah, Kanye's material has not been great recently. No, no, I'll be no, honest. no. He needs to work on that. <laughs> not as funny. No. Not as funny. Not, not nearly as much. You mentioned Arsenal though, so yeah. let's get to it. When we well, first time we had you on the show, you were wearing an Arsenal kit. Mm. Since that time, not only has this man gotten back on the saddle for for rap. But we've actually went and seen a North London Derby together. With, like, really good seats. Yeah, incredible <laughs> seats. So the, the story's pretty cool. I'll let you tell uh, your experience. But the I got my tickets through, like, a plug who has a bunch of season tickets from older fans who've, you know, moved out of the London area or whatever. And this man, like, watches over them all. And he has, like, a little notebook that he manages mm. which ticket is going to who. He sees that he ma he looks at everybody's healthy. Like, yo, you looking a little sick. Maybe yeah, you might nah. not be wanting to come in the game. Uh, your seat's going to be six <laughs> feet away from mine. Uh, but this man, you have to be a true Arsenal fan to somehow be connected with this okay. guy. So I found out about him through a friend. Uh, Shouts to Samurai. You know who you are. Yeah. Um, so he's like, bro, I got the tickets. And I'm like, all right, where are they? He's like, no, we got them. And I'm like, yeah, but where are they? He's like, no, we got them. Then I'm getting texts from him. He's like, bro, I'm spending a lot of money to come out there. <laughs> and at that point, you were trying to trying to figure out how to make it somehow make it a work trip, but that didn't work out. No. So you're like, yo, I'm putting this all out of pocket. Like, you sure you got the tickets? I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm being told 100%. <laughs> if not, I'm going to figure out how to get you in the stadium. Don't worry about it. You ain't going to waste the time. 
But we didn't know until we got there. You pulled up to this like nice old man's house. Yeah. Yeah, you looked like the plug. He had a kitchen table full of all the cards and notebooks. I mean, it was, it was a lot of faith. Like it was like, yeah. you'll, like, like you'll find out two weeks before the event, like yeah. for sure. But we're good. And yeah. then I thought the, the match was in like the afternoon, and so I get there and I got to go straight from Heathrow to Emirates. Go to this guy's house around the block from fucking Emirates. It's a like, literally a block and a half away from the stadium where this guy lives. Yeah, I'm like, yo, her, his wife, like, th this guy's a crazy Arsenal fan. He lives there. I'm just like, I wonder, like, I talked to her more than him about, like, what do, what do you think of his appreciation for, like, Arsenal, <laughs> you know? How's your marriage, you know? Yeah. And then we went, and we were, like, 15 rows um, behind goal. And that was my first Premier League match. And wow. It's fucking crazy, man. Uh, <laughs> North that was London one of my Darby. favorite. And I dipped the next morning. 3-1. <laughs> so you went, I think you did end up having a meeting where you connected with somebody. And then we went out to dinner. We went to Deshoum, yeah. which was dope. So, into. Yeah, Deshoum is incredible. Yeah. We ate a little bit. And I was like, so what are you doing the rest of the time you're here? He goes, I, I leave. At, like, pretty much, <laughs> I go to bed and leave. And I was like, you flew here for an Arsenal match, dinner, and go home? Yeah, I'm not like normally that flexy, <laughs> but that was pretty flexy. Yeah. That was a heavy flex. And at that game, I saw like four people from like, when I worked at Spotify, like sitting in yeah. the area, like we ran into mad people there too. It was, it was an event. Well, the, the what is it? The um, owner of Spotify is like a Arsenal fan. Oh, right? yeah, he was trying to buy it. I think at the time he was trying to buy it. Yeah. That yeah. didn't happen, but we saw Stith. Okay. I was like, yo, Steph. And he was like drunk. He's like, yo, he comes up, give me a hug. I'm like, yo, you remember that group, uh, Das Races? Like, of course. I was like, remember Heems? He's like, from Queens? And I looked over and he's standing there, oh, shit. <laughs> he just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of fun. Like, I'm kind of incognito. Like, nobody, like, to my face will know what I am. And I just get to move around like that. You if know? you yeah. put the scarf over your head, which I think is the iconic photo of you, yeah. you know what I mean? Then people. You know what else it was? I was thinking about this today. Like our first um, press photos with Das Racist, like Victor had this really bright, um, like thrift shop kind of like sweater, like a Kuji on. And so everybody kind of associated us with like hipster fashion. So I never got like free clothes and I really hated that. And like now I, I think I dress like a lot better or and now I get free clothes that I like. Yeah. And so like it's a little different too because and, and I think I lost weight and shit. And then, you know, I, I think like me being Indian, I, I pretend to be Dominican or Italian or like whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just, got all the fan base. I just, yeah. I, I just move around, you know. He pulls up que lo que at the at the bodega. You already know, y'all do know. You already sabe. Yeah. What if, what does that mean for you to to really represent being Indian in hip hop, which hasn't traditionally really kind of not accepted or had that representation in it. Yeah, man. You know, I stopped making music for like five years and then like people started calling me like OG or like GOAT. Um, so now I kind of feel like this elder statesman of like the South Asian scene. But, you know, what was funny, I mean, I grew up in Queens, like basketball and rap were like all around us. And, um, you know, people would be like, what do you know about rap? And then, you know, like there was this period when like Eric Sermon was sampling Indian stuff. Dr. Mm -hmm. Dre was sampling Indian stuff like Timbaland was sampling Indian stuff. So there's always this, you know, kind of flirtation with each other. But um, I think now, especially in India, bro, there's a huge rap scene um, going on. So I don't know. My, my thing isn't really like if, you, if you're from Queens, you know how Indian people do in a way that like yeah. other people might not. So if you're from Queens, it's not strange that an Indian dude raps. But um, otherwise, you might be like, what the fuck? And, and the thing is, like now the stereotype of Indians is like, you know, doctor, CEO. And I think like the community worked really hard to make that um, like how, how we are. But, 
yo, we're still driving Ubers, we're still working at gas stations, we're still working at convenience stores. And like the community kind of looks at that like dirty laundry, but that's like kind of the reality that I'm around. So yeah. it, it- That's real life. It, it makes sense to me to be a rapper, like, you know? But yeah, I've been doing it for a while, um, almost like 15 years now. What's, what's India's reggae tone? Do you have one? I mean, Punjabi music, I feel like, and you know, when I worked at Spotify and Audio Mac, I did this, like I worked with the Urbana and like um, uh, reggaeton people with the Afrobeats people. Um, Punjabi music, I think, has that kind of like urban element. And, um, you know, the production is pretty mm, catchy. And I think it belongs alongside reggaeton and Afrobeats. And a lot of the lyrics are about like Facebook and Gucci. And like, there's a lot of like, you know, referencing that <laughs> two, shit. Two very luxurious items. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so we only got one of those two. You know, I love that you hear Afrobeats and like Dembo on Hot 97. Yeah. So we're waiting for our moment. For now, it's still that Punjabi MC song with Jay-Z. Like, That's it. That still one, in, in that Dev Patil, uh, yeah. Monkey Man trailer. Like, we can't get rid of that. But, you know, I, I hope it pops off. But our, our like, really good guy, Sidhu Musiwala, got shot and killed. Um, he was working with, like, Burna Boy and a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, he was Canadian, right? I mean, the scene is kind of in Canada. Like, yeah. Um, Brampton, Mississauga. Brampton, yeah. And then, like, Surrey over on that coast. What's but, the, there's one with the S. What's the, I forget the name of the, the section of the town. Starts with an S. Well, anyway, uh, but he was what happened? It was like a weird story with him, right? Like he his security was like pieced out on him. Yeah, and like, like the, the politicians from the other party removed um, security for a lot of people affiliated with this other party, but it might have been some gang shit. He was getting into politics, um, so it was really sad. But um, you know, I think it takes like one person to open the gate for genre explosion. Mm -hmm. So you know, Bad Bunny's one, but we kind of looked at that stuff as like the Despacito kind of opened the doors. Or if you go back, you know, there was. Um, Gasolina. Ricky Martin. Yeah, Gasolina. But then there was also like um, J-Lo, Ricky Martin. And yeah. there were always flirtations with Latin music. But it's so close that it makes sense. And now Afrobeats, I think, is really interesting to see how that is kind of becoming more mainstream. But let's see. Hopefully there'll be some more Punjabi music. Um, and like I said, like five years ago, that's what I was doing at Spotify, trying to make that music blow up, not just for the diaspora, but for Western audiences. But... Um, yeah, fuck with that shit. Yeah, I've been. I follow a lot of, uh, or at least what comes up on my TikTok is a lot of like language stuff. As soon as I turned on, like, um, you know, I, to see content in Spanish, obviously you just are seeing stuff just from all over the world. But one thing I that I found interesting that I didn't really know about is that the the similarities between Hindi and Spanish. Mm -hmm. That there's a lot of words that that really? derive from Hindi, or they they share some like the the what's the word? How do you say shirt in Hindi? Kameej. Camisa. Yeah, I think like the. In fact, the, I want to say Camisa instead. It's so much better. The the like Sanskrit and uh, Latin languages are kind of uh, very similar, but you know what else it is like when I speak Spanish, like people, it's I, I only speak a little bit, but the accent is similar too. It's like soft D's, soft T's, right. and so there's a lot of that going on too. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> and and like put our arms together. Look. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we look like a. Hold on. If I go like you put yours. If I go like that, then that's the. That's, <laughs> that's the, the gradient. Yeah. <laughs> that is wild. I never thought of that. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, connections. I mean, I think there's a uh, a fascinating thing. I mean, Alexis brought up just like being Indian and being a, a rapper, but it's like I guess growing up in New York, it, it's one. It's not weird that you're uh, that you're Indian and a rapper, but it's also like I said, like the the, the your even 
style, right? I'm listening to the new album. I'm just like, yes, it does. It does feel like an older time of rap, but there's something to it that feels like home, that feels familiar. And I think that we're we're sort of in this uh, I don't know cycle of like I don't, we've heard the same Metro Boomin beat. Uh, we're like we know what that's Triplets like. Triplets is a little <laughs> done. I mean, we're there. I mean, it's it's perfectly fine, and I can consume it and enjoy it. But it's so overwhelmed. I think what hip hop sort of sounds like now that it's just. I mean, it's fr frankly, refreshing to hear an album like yours. Yo, I think, like, um, underground or independent rap is consistently good and getting better. And, like, you know, Griselda, Rock Marciano, Alchemist, there's, like, a wave of popularity. And mainstream music is, I don't know what's going on, yeah. you know? That's why Yachty's making, like, psych rock and shit, because it's not as interesting right now. So It really I, isn't. I'm excited to see, like... When what will happen next in like mainstream rap to make it yeah. more interesting? You know, I find myself listening a lot more to Rap UK that oh, that yeah. playlist a lot more than I am Rap Caviar. Yeah, or as Siri calls it, Rap Caviar, mm -hmm. which I absolutely hate. But <laughs> uh, it's kind of confusing me because I'm like, bro, like I thought, all right, Atlanta has it right now, but it'll come back to New York, and now it just seems like it's global. It's a full thing. So to what you were talking about, it feels like Punjabi music will just have its own lane in no time. In fact, I want to ask you from someone who came from. When you started, you were selling physical CDs, right? When y'all yeah, started? Yeah, yeah, we used to put the CDs in like Mishka clothing and that was kind of our distribution model because like we didn't I didn't want to pay like Green Lantern tents to exit things. So I was like, <laughs> let me give it to a clothing brand and get it to people like that. Um but yeah, we had CDs and And um, now it's all streaming. Is it is it that different cuz comedians we talk about like, oh, we got to load clips and we got to do that and the world looks different. It's got to be dramatically different, or is it just I make the nah, music, but it's the only know, difference is how it gets out. What's interesting, I think, is that vinyl is, is, like, coming back in a big way. And, you know, I just pressed the Dasaresis mixtapes on vinyl. I think there's, like, a reactionary element to streaming not being tangible where people want to hold something in their hand. Mm -hmm. And so vinyls become more popular. I think also people want to display vinyl in their home. You know, my, like, the marketing work I do for music, it's always, like, what music like what would make you want to show this song you like to like the girl or guy you have a crush on so like you see a lot of people trying to be cultured by having vinyl displayed in their home mm -hmm. and then thirdly i think um record players becoming cheaper now on like amazon and shit are, are kind of pushing uh this 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 boom of uh vinyl and, see, how, and for, how am for I a while show this british this uk drill song to natalie portman you know, how am I going to, Yeah. how would I explain that to her? Yeah, got to put it on a t-shirt, yeah. you know. Over here now. Yeah, but sitting on the corner. The security's dragging me away. Yo, why Natalie Portman? That was just a name that popped in my head. It was a whole LAFC thing, that's the only reason. Yeah, I think she's from Syosset, which is like the town next to mine. Yeah. For real? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, everyone in Syosset looks like Natalie Portman. Okay. Word. Okay. We got to go to Syosset. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just want to ask because uh, you uh, on the album you have a, a song called Bukayo Saka. Yeah. And uh, so obviously <laughs> we have to uh, talk about that influence. Maybe even just uh, uh, it, it is, was the 
title of the song first, or you wrote the lyrics then uh, the but it's no, really no, like no, I gotta no. figure out how to get Bukayo Saki. Yeah, I had but a song. We called, love it. I had a song called Obi Toppin too. Yeah, um, yeah, we talked about that. And uh, that now I think it's oh, it's called Obi Toppin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and now like every that verse was like all the Knicks players' names were like you know weaved into the verse, and then they all got traded. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So like I don't want to do a video for that. <laughs> right, right, right. But um, yeah, no, I think I stole that line of. Uh, right wing in Bukayo Saka, either from Tosin or Aaron West, like they tweeted it. Okay, okay. And uh, I thought it was funny. Uh, no, I do like the whole verse, and I write it like really quickly, because um, like I'm lazy and don't like to do things, and I don't like sitting still. And then I name them often from like one line in the song. And um, yeah, I like obviously Bukayo Saka is like my favorite player, uh, but I also. I don't think it's good marketing to just like, uh, no. you know, I'm like, maybe he'll tweet it. You know? <laughs> That's the move. I mean, Wait, if you write songs and then those players get sold, uh, or traded. Mm. Did you not write a song called Bukayo's? I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you gotta, yeah. I you think, gotta write a song called Mbappe so he comes to us, bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, my next song is called Luke Shaw Loves Bukayo Saka. <laughs> yeah, they, I, like, yeah, they I, I have a crush on how Luke Shaw has a crush on yes. Bukayo Saka. Like, Same. Like a dad crush, though. Yeah, he's such a good boy. <laughs> yeah, he speaks Everybody so fondly him. of him. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you well, used to not see that across team lines. I mean, there, there have been uh, uh, a couple... Very popular songs of names of footballers. Uh, mm -hmm. Mbappe is one of them. Thiago Silva. Yeah, uh, that that one I is think really is, like yeah, the, the main, biggest one. Uh, yeah. Dave, right? That's yeah, Dave, Dave and AJ Tracy. And, uh, AJ yeah. Tracy. Uh, so there's, there there is sort of a, a a trend where this is like really like dope. But there's something about we we let's talk about just your uh you know I guess support of Bukayo Saka. I mean I, even I'm not an Arsenal fan, but there's something even while I'm watching press conferences of this young man, mm -hmm. I'm just like. They're, they call him the star boy, but there's there's something to his, like, innocence mm. of, like, how is he not affected by this multi-million dollar contract, this fame, this pressure that is— And he's is, young. And he's young. And, yeah. and he represents England. There's clearly so much uh, uh, that that could kind of derail his career, but it, do, it really just doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely better than every player on Everton, uh, so we can get that <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> I mean, um, I, look, I, you're not you're not going to get a counterpoint from me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, not, you, not this <laughs> season. Um, yeah, he—I don't know. He's Nigerian, right? Yeah, so yeah. He feels like familiar in this way that like West Indian and African and Indian people are, and like you know, he did all his schooling. You know, he just seems like humble, grateful, just like nice. But then everybody says he's he's also got this like smirky kind of sense of humor yeah. that that is either like really intelligent or like you know kind of goes over people's heads. So yeah, I hope he doesn't change it. And even if he does, I'll still support him. You know, yeah. you know who he is? He's the kid. That of your friend group that your mother was like, why can't you be more like them? Like, listen <laughs> yeah. to their mom. But yeah, you still like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't annoy you. No. I mean, I, I think he could be, what is it? Good at school and good at cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that, like, which is what, like, that's, I, that's, bars right that's what I, I want to be. That's what, like, yeah. that's yeah. the <laughs> ideal kind of personality, <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's something to, I, every time I watch Bukari Saka and uh, the last few years, there's something about, like, I just hope. You know, a woman doesn't ruin him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. you just like want him to be safe. Keep in every the thoughts away from him. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. want to be safe in every aspect of his life. Yeah, either money or women will will probably do it. Yeah, um, and I like that. Like when he did the blonde thing, he he, he changed it back really quickly because yeah. he didn't play well. <laughs> it, wasn't like that. it didn't look. It didn't feel right. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like now nah, you can't flex like that, dog. Yeah, he just seems like family oriented. Yeah, like he like he, like he goes antiquing after the matches. <laughs> he shovels his neighbors yeah. like yeah, snow and shit. Yeah. You know. He 
helps old ladies cross the street. His neighbors are also rich, though. They're like, hey, we can afford that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't need you <laughs> we to don't do need that. You. Please don't like, get hurt. I insist. Yeah, <laughs> no. I shall help you your help. You a game tomorrow, yeah. bro. No. <laughs> what if now you've, you've I feel added... like he might secretly volunteer at a hospital on the weekends. <laughs> He's wearing a shiesty so no one knows. At <laughs> <laughs> a food kitchen with, with a shiesty. Yeah. <laughs> How can I help right now? Yeah. I feel like maybe he skateboards. You know, 100%. He's like the coolest guy. But he wears elbow pads and knee pads. <laughs> yeah. He makes elbow pads really cool. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I kind of think I should. He, like, I should he really prioritizes safety. Yeah. And like other people do it because he does. Right. You know what I mean? He actually go, he actually volunteers at skate parks handing out knee pads and elbow pads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like older than the kids, but they don't yeah. think he's creepy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's so cool. He, he comes back to the high school, but we like him. He probably cares yeah. about the environment. A hundred percent. Maybe he's vegan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've, you've, we talk about the world is a little different now, right? Streaming is different. The money that comes from streaming is a little different than mm. traditional albums. So a lot of rappers, they open up uh, multiple streams of income. Mm. You've done that with coconut oil. Mm. Talk to me about yeah. Vina, bro. Yeah, everybody's West Indian these days. You got to have, like, multiple hustles, uh -huh. you know? You about to do CMOS after this, bro. <laughs> yeah, fucking... No, I'm doing turmeric, thanks. Yeah, um, let's go. So I haven't, like, really said this, but the reason coconut oil... Yeah, I started a brand that kind of, you know, encapsulates, like, all the things I care about, like, design, commerce, get that out of the way, commerce, uh, music, fashion, and, like, health and food. Uh, and coconut oil. I saw white people making mad money off turmeric and ashwagandha, and I was like, I want some of that guap. Uh -huh. And like, that's really what it is. Um, You're like, like, yo, we let them have yoga, but the line <laughs> Yeah, that's where yeah. we draw the line, yeah. you know? You got yoga, yeah. you got paisley, you know, you got turmeric. <laughs> right. And like coconut oil is this amazing thing that you can use in so many different ways. I think white people do mouth pulling now. It's like um, yeah, oil pulling, yeah. Which oh I, yeah, is yeah. This? Is oil this? pulling. It's like a, a way to cleanse your mouth instead of using like mouthwash. It's apparently much. It's more natural what, and what? more effective. It, 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 it whitens your like teeth. They do like mad like twenty minutes or something in their mouth, and it's mouth health. It whitens your teeth. You put what in your mouth for twenty? Coconut minutes? oil. Oh, coconut. Yeah, oil. yeah, yeah. And but they say like, <laughs> I, like I, I see constant videos of people like, oh, I went to the dentist and they said, uh, you know, I, I had five cavities and I, I had to get it fixed over, over time and then they did the oil pulling and they're like oh I don't got no cavities anymore and, yeah, and I mean, dentists are like no that's not possible they're like I don't know they're gone the pulls out a drill we'll, we'll figure this <laughs> yeah, out yeah, yeah, we don't we'll get that. to the bottom of this get rid of that oil give me your insurance card <laughs> yeah, yeah it's wild I think it's I gotta pull all your teeth I'm so sorry <laughs> it's, I'm like, sorry. it's like some that. goop shit you know like the Gwyneth yeah, yeah. Paltrow yeah, set yeah, yeah, yeah. but yo you could cook with it put it in my hair like I grew up with my mom putting it in my hair and like, when okay so we just showed the video mm -hmm. of this happening mm. this feels a little bit like uh getting your hair braided on the stoop like my homies moms would braid their hair this has the way you've the way you framed the the, that the was, image that was the reference point yeah but uh when when was this Part of your culture? When when do you get? Is it a morning thing? No, yeah, even now, like thing? childhood. Like, no, but like at night in the morning. When do you get? I don't know if it's like time specific. Um, I definitely associate it more with childhood. Um, but even like old people, like there used to be guys walking down the street going like del malish, like oil massage, and and vendors would do it. Um, but I don't know if it's a specific time. Oh, okay, this but is you know like how Indians nighttime. got that good hair? The facts. It's because of that. And then what else? Hair care, skin care. It's good in like bath. Uh, you come out. Um, you could cook with it. Did you mention that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it says on the bottle. Uh, and I do some cooking. So it's food grade. Yeah, it's it's uh, FDA approved. And, um, you know, I say one for the kitchen, 
Uh, one for the bathroom and one for the bedroom. Hey, hey. hey. wait a minute. What would you? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. You can eat it off of anything. Alexa. Damn. <laughs> you can put it on different hair. <laughs> I speak from experience. You know? <laughs> no, my my wife is a is a nutritionist. Mm. Uh, my, I, I, my wife is white. I have a white wife. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Also a nutritionist. Coconut oil is a well, big. Hold on. She's a. White what? <laughs> I also have a white white But she <laughs> this one. But she uh uh coconut oil has been a part of my life essentially for the last decade. As far as it, Same here by the way. My uh, wife uses it on everything. Lot lot of uh different uh, uses and usage. So uh all right, now I got I gotta pick up some Vina, okay? So nice. hell yeah, it's uh, Vina.nyc. Vina.nyc, named after your mom. Yeah, my mom's. Nice. Uh, Vina, a nickname or that's her full name? No, that's her name, but it's also the name of a musical instrument from India that, like, the goddess of music and learning holds in her hands. Bro, that's so good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how do you not buy this now? Yeah, and white people could pronounce it. So. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one. <laughs> so that was, like, that part is, of it. That was a big one. Yeah. That is crucial. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, so the new album. Uh, I, I just want to say, by the way, if it. someone is going to buy it, there's, like, you can go through your Instagram. They can see pictures of you at, like, the coconut farms in India. You went. You did the whole thing. Yeah, I moved my hands like this, like a startup guy doing, yeah. A, TED, <laughs> yeah, doing yeah. a TED talk. A lot of that? Yeah. Bro, Dex, you had Dex pulled out. I mean, you literally did the job of going and finding. What, like a presentation deck? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 I don't. I'm a doc guy. I use a document. I don't I don't know how to you make a deck. Yeah, yeah. All right, if we scroll to line eight of my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is crazy. I mean, you're you're. Clearly working hard, man. This is awesome. Yeah, and, you know, um, shout out Avery Truffleman from Articles of Interest. I did this podcast where we, like, did a real deep dive into Paisley and the history of Paisley. And um, and then I was trying to do the brand identity, which I did all the brand identity. And then I was like, you know, Paisley is something Eastern in origin, but Western. And um, this is my little Paisley tattoo. So I, then I incorporated it here. But, yeah, I went to India. I went to the factory. It's an all-natural process. It's organic. And uh, I went to the farms down south, met with the farmers, wanted to make sure they weren't, like, being taken advantage of. And um, now I sell coconut oil. That's amazing. You're mm. like, it's me, Heems, from New York. <laughs> I'm buying all your oil. <laughs> yeah, and then I think in May, I have another album coming out called Vina. And uh, I'm going to do more drops, so more T-shirts, also scarves and shawls uh, with Paisley, and um, more vinyl. But then I'm doing turmeric, uh, pink rock salt, and jaggery, which is like unrefined sugar. Yeah. Um, so I, I hope to continue bringing like these healthy Ayurveda products, uh, organic from India, and um, selling them to uh, white people and, and brown people. Yes. <laughs> Bro, like five more albums, you're gonna have like the the Heems like vegan bodega. <laughs> yeah. Like the the, the, the white people buy it because they see brown people using it. Yeah. And the brown people buy it because they see white, white people, people using well. it. <laughs> <laughs> it feeds itself. We influence our each other. Uh -huh. But yeah, like a. A cafe would be the dream, right? Like a place where we use yeah. our products to make food, but we also sell vinyl and then some of the clothing. Also, that, chill music in a cafe. You yeah, got your, yeah, your beats, yeah. We curate vinyls and shit. This so that, I, gotta that connect, that's, I gotta connect you with my wife. This is this is like great. If she can recommend this to her patients and stuff like that. Hell yeah. All right. Let's go. Look at this. It's a business meeting. Yo, now. thank you for all the plugs, man. Of course. <laughs> I didn't have shit to sell last time. So. Bro, we're like turkey. We got nothing but plugs for you, bro. Now, now Heems is it's a, a full, good joke no one will get. Heems is a full-on capitalist now. Yeah. Business owner. Came in with a cigar. See, we're just talking about it, boy. Yeah. I'm not late. The podcast starts when I get here. Yeah. No, because I'm on Indian Standard Time. 
uh, color people time yeah. uh, and rapper time. So, yeah, dude. Yo, I'm still early. I should have been three hours late. <laughs> that's facts. That's facts. <laughs> remember, remember when we we used to do our podcast at um uh, at a radio station. Uh-huh. And I remember when like Migos showed up. Like they showed up late. Yeah, like and it was another show that was on in the same studio. But Migos showed up, and it was like. They could, it, not only were they late, they just also didn't want to be there, had no interest. They were fairly high. Yeah, they uh, gave wh- the most lackluster interview. <laughs> not to us, thank God. Not to us, yeah. it was us. But, but it we was, were just like, Migos are here, and they're like, physically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yo, I get it. I don't want to be nowhere, you know? Yeah. yeah I yeah. didn't want to be here, but I, I like y'all now. You yeah. know, this is cool. You know, we're talking, we're having a good time. Yeah. This is great. Like, yeah. yeah, I, I didn't want to be here. I, I just want to chill at home with my dog, you know? That's good. I, I feel get you. Yeah. I feel you. Uh, all right. So the album, uh, February 16th, uh, go get it. Uh, anything in particular that you're excited about? Just maybe outside, I mean, you know, obviously promoting an album, obviously... Th- it's not always the most fun thing to do, but are you excited to be on stage again, man? Performing? Nah, and- fuck no. No, no. <laughs> you don't like shows? I gotta remember all the words from like my old shit and learn the new shit and think and like I don't. I think like I gotta go through my notes or maybe like fans put it up. Nah, it's mad memorization and like now I gotta do it sober and shit. I'm mad worried about it. <laughs> like it's when you do it, it's nice and like muscle memory kicks in and there's energy and you, you feed off the crowd and stuff. Yeah. But it's also like you make these songs like alone. Because you're antisocial and introverted and, like, you know, weird and sensitive. And then you got to talk to people and shit. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I'm grateful that people come to the shows. Um, but I, I, I don't want to do a lot of them uh, for this uh, album cycle. And that's kind of how you make uh, most of your money as an artist. Because, like you said, streaming doesn't really sell. But, um, yeah, let's see what happens. I mean, I'm excited to teach at NYU um, this semester. Come on. What are you doing? Calculus? What are you doing? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm teaching, uh, I'm teaching music streaming in global markets, like okay. how to do streaming apps in like Nigeria, Egypt, and India. And then, you know, is is that colonialism or is decolon- decolonialization of um, music possible? And what does that look like? And I don't know the answer. I'm, I want to talk to these like 19-year-old yeah, yeah. kids and see what they say. No, that's a fascinating concept. That's so dope. I mean, you, there is a lot of, uh, I think as I get older, you realize the and especially where we are in social media, the the influence of of you know whatever the celebrities or just or, or musicians or or type of music. I, I like I saw um, Russ, the the rapper Russ. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. on Flagrant the other day, and he was uh, giving an example of um, Juice World. That Juice World, you know, overdosed on on you know I forgot why, but um, that he that he said that he was so influenced by Future, who would talk about doing lean and all these drugs and all this other stuff. And then Future doesn't actually do those drugs. Yeah. And it's like, so you have, uh, uh, you know, musicians or just a- anybody that, that can influence people to do something that they don't even do, that there's a lot of disingenuous stuff. So they, it's just about like the the level of, of, of just, again, influence that there is that, that mu- musicians or artists can really provide that can either be, Dangerous or also be incredibly inspiring. You see this in resistance movements. You see it with poets. You see it with everything. So I just like that. That class sounds fascinating to me because there is a, a kind of that. Uh, you know, I think we we underestimate how influential uh, music and then the business of music can be on a society. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, music kind of goes in hand with business, and you know, rappers have like record labels and stuff. But there are these other kind of pillars to stand on, whether it's academia or activism that. Um, you know, I think like 
you have to do your work has to be like more all-encompassing and that's why like commerce is one of the things i'm interested in with this company but i i try to stay in like music business activism academia and then like spirituality is another thing so yeah i mean you know styles p has like a juice store where he makes like healthy juices you know yeah. i have a bar about that and um yeah i think health and mental health and stuff are important so i try to talk about them and if that inspires people great it's not like why i do it but you know i think like mental health is really taboo to talk about in our communities and so if they put microphones in front of me then you know that's what i do i love it i love it heems bro seriously there's, oh, so, there's so much there. we could possibly <laughs> talk to you about but yeah, yeah i'll be back Go, yeah. go listen. Uh, go listen to the new album. Uh, just what's uh, Lafandar mean? Lafandar. So there's like an insult, Lafunga, and I think Lafander is like the Britishized colonial version of it. But it means like a vagrant, a wanderer, like a vagabond, and um, my kind of thing is more like a flaneur, like a guy that just kind of walks around cities and yeah. takes everything in. So I was gonna call it Kalatika, which is the name, the name of a song. And call it tickers when they put some dirt behind your ears so you don't get the evil eye for looking so good. But then I was like, that's too flexy. I gotta, <laughs> yeah. I gotta do something more self-deprecating. Well, that, that did shift gears in the middle of it. Dirt yeah, by yeah. ear. I'm like, I wonder why they do that. Because you're too damn sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I gotta stay self-deprecating in a little bit. In the Latin community, did you, you had one of those, the black, the black hand that was like that. Is a chain? Did uh, you have that? No, I don't. I don't in I don't the Latin that. community, you get, a, you get a, a, a black arm. It's from like the middle of the forearm up. And you have your thumb, I guess, in the middle of a fist. And that is to ward off the evil eye yeah. or the whatever. It's like a Santa Rita thing, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. But every little Latin kid, when you didn't have one? I didn't have right, one. Well, you might be haunted. Yeah. Uh, are, the, I, are the Latin kings still around? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, shout out the Latin kings. Let <laughs> yeah. <them know. laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thank you for everything y'all did in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if y'all are still around. I do have one last question. One last question. Uh, you and I hung out. Uh, at a um, on my birthday at the uh, secret uh, Indian uh, dinner spot, yeah, yeah, which was really cool. Like the Salon Supper Club, yeah, Salon Supper Club. Shouts to everybody out there. Um, had dinner with them recently. Dope crew. Um, you I, you kind of get around in the world in New York. You've been on throwing fits. You're in the fashion world. You've you're doing all this. I know you like to get down with some food, mm. right? What's the best Indian dish that wasn't cooked by your moms that you've eaten recently that you want to put people on? And really, me, I'm asking for me. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, it's funny you say I get around because I really don't leave my house on Long Island. Like, but I'm yeah, not. a lot of everyone knows you, and every time I'm like, oh yeah, you know my friend. He, Yo, he was, was here cool. two weeks ago. I didn't like pay money to be at the supper club. I just yeah. showed up to say what up, and they gave me a plate for free. Yeah, I felt yeah. mad cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like. Um, By the way, I was like, do you guys know him? Like, do we know him? Do you know him? <laughs> Call him up right now. So yo, kebabish in Jackson Heights has like a, a really good spicy chicken tikka, and it's like a low key hole in the wall spot. I think Action Bronson put it in something, but um, I I like. Indian tandoori barbecue and stuff. Nice. And um, that's that's one of my favorite things. You know what's on my list out there? Angel. Have you been out there? No, nah, I haven't been to Angel yet. I no. want to go. Yeah, yeah, we'll go together. How about yeah. that? Boom. Done. Okay. Everyone I'm, know kebabish. I'm not invited, I no, guess. No, no. We'll, we'll go together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Miguelito's coming too. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Uh, Heems, thank you so much. Everybody, uh, go uh, go check out the new album. Go follow uh, Heems on Instagram at Nehru Jackets. Album yeah. on every, every streaming service? Yo, also, or don't. You know, just like... Or, I mean, that's not we'll an option. We'll, we'll cut, cut that, that out. We'll cut that out of the podcast. Yeah. We're going to have to bleep only that part <laughs> of his interview. Yeah, no, y'all do yeah. you. Like, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll be around. Listen to it. You know what? You hit play and then put that little circle so that it keeps playing and then go to bed. You also go to the olivetape.bandcamp.com. Uh, it's like a compilation album a lot of artists made um, where the proceeds from buying it at Bandcamp uh, go to support uh, humanitarian efforts in Gaza. 
Oh, this there one. you go. Okay, yeah, yeah, there we go. All right. It's a beautiful thing. All right, let's do it. Okay. Yay! Thank you so much. Heems, man, seriously. One more time. Much appreciated, brother. Seriously, it means the world that, you know, I to, just to get you out of the house. And the fact <laughs> yeah. that you came Look here means... Made you, yeah. made you out on a train. I'm going to go bit. home and skip out on my listening party tonight. Now, <laughs> don't so do that. I'll let you know if I don't go. <laughs> no, are you potentially not going? I don't know, man. I'm tired, man. No, don't do that. I'm going. <laughs> can't be that irresponsible, me. We can't be the voices That's of reason. That's the most badass move, <laughs> No, I'll do some, like, MF Doom shit and send some other chubby Indian guy yeah. over to, like... <laughs> You know? Wearing an MF Doom. Uh, wearing, wearing a scarf, a Paisley yeah. scarf, obviously. Or a shiesty that says, how can I help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the, um, what is it? I got an Arcteryx uh, shiesty, so Let's I'll, go. Just, I'll just do that. <laughs> Amazing. Ahim, uh, thank you so much, brother. Yo, thank you all, man. This Love is fun. I like talking to you all. You're the best. Yeah. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.